Martin Atkinson, I think he's got the red card out. Well, that didn't last long. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, and good good evening. Uh, welcome to the Straight Red, where yellow means you floor it. I want to thank, firstly, all the listeners and feedback for episode one. Um, we had a great time making it, and I loved how everyone especially enjoyed all the Arsenal talk. It was great. I'm lying. Everyone enjoyed Arsenal being ripped apart. That's the feedback we got. And watching me squirm, you sickos. So, nevertheless, I appreciate all of you guys joining us. Um, we've taken all the feedback on board, and you'll see incremental improvements, hopefully. Uh, but this is definitely the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Uh, all right, let me. I've got the uh, team sheet in today. With me are Wiss, Neil, Cass, and Mo. Uh, he wasn't going to be here. He was injured, but it was the last minute. We just put him on. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we why, why don't we kick off and have a quick recap of the weekend's notable matchups uh, in today's post-match presser. The post-match presser week two uh, it was is overall a top weekend with some uh, some great expectations met, and it seemed overall that preparation was going to be the key to securing points. Uh, boys, the weekend, how was it for you? Pretty uh, great. Not, not that great. Uh, <laughs> underwhelming. Not, not that great? <laughs> underwhelming for the Arsenal-Lester game. Why, why, don't, why don't we start off and um, what impressed me most, talking about preparation, and we'll talk about expectations being exceeded. Uh, what do you guys think of the Sunderland uh, Middlesbrough matchup there? Well, I knew I learned that that's a derby, and I did not know that before. So uh, it's good, brilliant, uh, brilliance of the Premier League and having uh, these newly promoted clubs. Uh, He's where derby. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Middlesbrough looked great. Uh, I mean. It's, just the goals themselves were both brilliant. The Stuani, uh, his first goal was pure magic. His second goal was brilliantly uh, set up by Negredo. I mean, they, they look like they look like a solid team that that's not going to have a, any trouble hanging in the Premier League this year. They had a, they had a plan. Yeah. Well, they they had a plan and they went for it. It's good that the these northern derbies tend to be uh, physical. A bit less yeah, heady than horses up there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah, well, you got to watch out about those Newcastle fans if they ever get back to the Premier League. Yeah, what about um, what about uh, two for two? Hull City beating Swansea away two nil. Impressive. It was exciting, but. A it's exciting stuff for uh, the promoted teams like Middlesbrough and Hull City, but it's uh, the season has just begun, you know. Come on, they don't have a manager, only 13 fit players. you got to give them credit, man. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, that, takes, that takes some mental strength. It takes uh, some unity there. I think it was a good showing. Let's just yeah. see if they can maintain it, though. That's going to be the issue. Like you said, yeah. they have 13 good players, and then there's nobody else on the bench for them, so we'll see how yeah. long they can last. And honestly, let's let's see how they fare against uh, 
teams who are in the top half of the table uh, before we make any sure. long-term assessments, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, like, uh, it definitely looks like the relegation uh, games will be just as exciting as the top four games or yeah. top four positions. Sure, sure. How about um, how about the riveting Leicester Arsenal matchup? What a great game that was, huh? Oh, snooze alert. Didn't yeah. really even open up all that much, unfortunately. There were a few moments, but yeah, honestly, nothing to write home about except for that injury. To oh, Mendy. Uh, that was heartbreaking to see Mendy do that. That was, yeah, that did not look good. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, but overall, what I what I thought was a very routine uh, performance. Uh, both teams were cautious. They just lost the opening game. Leicester obviously first, Arsenal second. Uh, talking about great expectations again. Leicester didn't get a shot on target until injury time. Um, Arsenal were flying blanks and they couldn't finish. But it was great to see um, Ozil and Giroud. Their impact was evident as soon as they came on. But other than that, like you said... Not not a particularly interesting match to watch. But Lester, um, Lester does have this that in- interesting new uh, character on the team um, from uh, Russia. What's his name? He came on the field and he just like lit it up. <laughs> he, I think it's going to be an exciting. Uh, it's been an exciting pickup for them. So hopefully he turns out to be a stronger player. He was, yeah, well, yeah. he's a bit scrawny for the Premier League, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll keep keep an eye on him. Let's talk about uh, how garbage Mark Clattenburg is for a second. That was the most ridiculous non-call of the weekend. His uh, jersey, the the purple, love it. <laughs> that, outstanding, outstanding. I'm just Arsenal, I think you got to be pretty worried. I mean, Leicester, you know, they're gonna have a tough time staying in the Premier League this year, in my opinion. But there were moments where. Vardy and Mares linked up that was very, very nostalgic from last year, and you kind of saw why, you know, those players are so valuable and why it's so important that they didn't go to Arsenal. Great decision on their part, by the way. Uh, and, yeah, the Musa call was, for me, really, really frustrating. I mean, I think that nine times out of ten at any other point on the pitch, uh, if a player uses his body to... You know, box out any defender behind him. That's his right of play to do that. He got clipped. Nah. That was an evident foul. And uh, that was, that was a blatant, blatant dive. Blatant dive. Clattenberg was amazing oh. on that day. So <laughs> let's. Uh, oh, okay. uh, yeah. How about Liverpool? Let's talk about uh, Burnley oh, too. Liverpool. Let's talk about Liverpool for a minute. What on earth happened? Huh? Was it money? Was it the lack of money? It was the lack of defense. The same thing you saw it's not against the lack Austin. of money. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I see what you did there. It was a nice record-breaking uh, game for Liverpool. It was what, like eighty-one percent possession or ninety-one percent possession? Yeah. Very high. Yeah. Very high. Six shots, five on goal. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Uh, yeah, it was a. I don't know what it was. I mean, I think defense, like most, that is going to continue to be the biggest. Uh, area we have to fill, but we look good. We played good football. We just couldn't finish. And Sturridge is a big question mark for me right now. I don't 
I don't know if he's the future of Liverpool, uh, quite honestly. I'm not saying that based on just one performance, but uh, he time will tell, but he needs to step up in a big way for me to be convinced that he needs to be on our, our squad as the player that we're building on. Because Mane is making a better case for that than he is at this point, right? Fair enough, fair enough. Um, we'll leave it at that, and uh, you've got... You've got Tottenham coming up this weekend, so um, let's see, let's see, that'll be a good matchup. Let's finish the segment, and I'd like to just get a quick rundown on the Premier League table and see how it looks this week. We've got a bunch of people who are pulling away, so City, United, Hull, and Chelsea, um, both up there, uh, a little bit down the middle, yep. Everton, Middlesbrough, Spurs, Burnley, West Brom, West Ham, Liverpool, and then Swansea. And then stuck in neutral, we've got Arsenal, Watford, Leicester, Southampton, and Stoke. And then right at the bottom with a completely dead battery is Sunderland, Palace, and Bournemouth. Um, as far as the movement goes, uh, moving up are City, Hull, Everton, Middlesbrough, Spurs, Burnley, and West Ham. Sliding down were United, Chelsea, West Brom, Liverpool, Swansea, Watford, Leicester, Southampton, Stoke, and Sunderland. And there are only two. There are only three teams this week who didn't move at all. And that was Arsenal, Palace, and Bournemouth. With that said, let's move on to the next segment. It's time for the ref report, where we leave no stone unturned unless it's really, really, really heavy. As the summer transfer window comes to a close, we squint our eyes a little bit and gaze fondly through it to see who's earning their keep and who's been nicking a living. Fellas, let's talk about who came in and who is doing well and who's not. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's you, Cass. I mean, he's immediately apparent, making the big impact in both games, scoring in both games, uh, two goals over the weekend. Fantastic both, header. Both teams that don't really matter, though. Let's be let's be honest. Let's wait until they play someone that's a little bit better before we start saying he's he's godly. Uh, well, you know, you still have to look at it because if you play a team. Regardless of who they are, some players don't score against those kinds of teams. So, uh, you know, Zlatan has the consistency to score in both games and the Community Shield. So, uh, that's three games in a row. Uh, yeah, so in that respect, strictly speaking, you bring a player in to score goals, and he's scoring goals. He's uh, doing the business, as they he's, say. He's doing it. You don't mess he's with Zlatan, and the Premier League has a superstar. I, I mean... Not to say they I, um, didn't have a superstar before, but Zlatan is Messi, Ronaldo. He's up there. And did you, Wes? Did you feel that um, teams were standoffish? Did they did they put him on a pedestal? I, I didn't think so. I didn't think they really did that. Not at all. But I mean, he I plays. I just don't think player. they realize how good he is. He, not yet. Not he, yet. Yeah. He is a direct attacker. He's kind of like your uh, defensive. Uh, he's not the kind of guy that plays defense a lot, but he's just like. He does what he's paid to do, that is stand there, get the balls in the back of the net. So um, he's a pure out-and-out -out shooter, and he's doing a good job at it. But yeah. He's already got the respect of his entire team. I mean, Rooney's not stepping up for the PKs. Uh, it's Zlatan. 
who's the man that's taking them. I think that says a lot given that he's been there for, what, three total matches so far? And already uh, he is the man on the pitch. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> With, was that Pogba or was that Zlatan? I'm, I'm sure you've seen all the... Uh... The uh, what is it? The Snapchat is that what it was? They yes. they 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 seem to have a really really great relationship, which uh, I'm slightly jealous of, right? Yeah, even the um, post game interview. Did you did you see them during that? They're just uh, yep laughing it up. They're loving it. They're loving it. And hey, um, things, when things are good, it's easy. But when you start losing, things may unravel. So we'll see. Okay, that's it. Could be they could be bipolar. That's true. Yeah. But I want to see when they start crumbling. Which what is the <laughs> when? Who <laughs> says when? <laughs> who is it crumble with? It's gonna start with it's gonna start with Mata. It's gonna it's gonna be issues with Mata and Mourinho. It's it's inevitable. And then we'll see, man. Mata's Mata's look good when he's been on the pitch so far. He's, he's... Well, didn't he didn't he get a pat on the back from me uh, from the yeah. boss? He did. Huh? A little bit of a hug. <laughs> You think that was just for show then? And then they, they fight it out in the locker room? I, I don't know. I, it's, uh, Mo, what are your thoughts? What do you think about this transfer window? Honestly, Winners, losers. Honestly, uh, Musa, man, like I said last week, he's been looking good. You, you love him. I, I do. Uh, I think he earned the PK too. I'm going to agree with Neil on this one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All Hard right. Pay, but, yeah, that, was definitely, that was definitely a PK. Klanberg messed up on that. I'm gonna disagree, but that's we can go back and watch the tape later. But uh, yeah, what, I'm like, what foul were you watching? That was the most, <laughs> so no, you're clearly not biased with some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Objective, objectively, I like Wiss. He's very objective about his. Hector uh, was running straight, and Musa yeah. ran in front of him. In front that's, of him. It doesn't matter. That's a part of the game. He, yeah, he ran that. in front of him, but well, Hector was in Every time a player runs in front of a defender and gets clipped from behind, it's a foul. That's yeah. and cl- no, he saw straight through it. Fell down. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Cl- uh, yeah. Musa, Musa's creating plays on himself. You know, he's kind of helping the team right now. Vardy's not stepping up, and he's stepping up and trying to make things happen. And I think he's gonna actually be very helpful. You know, during, during he, the season, so. he was very good. Yeah. He was very good. He's the man to watch for me. I like their team chemistry eyes. too. Yeah. So. You know, as far as uh, value for money, I would say Nolito is looking very good. He was oh, Man City player fan pounds. talking about value for money. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, $30 million on Nolito and tell you value on money. That is not good. value on money. 13. Correction, 13. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's a huge difference. He costs less than Musa. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, okay, obviously you know, we spend a lot when, you know, when it happens, but Nolito, only $13 million. He scored, you know, over the weekend. He set up some goals in the Champions League, scored in the Champions League. <clears throat> Yeah, but uh, he's he's got a good rapport going with Aguero right now. I like what's happening there. So so what happened to Negredo then? He was doing good with City. Why'd you guys get rid of him? Right. So with him, if I remember correctly, he injured himself in the season, and when he came back, he went scoreless for the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay. He kind of lost his confidence. Well, he's getting him back now. And then they try to replace him with Bonnie, but that didn't work out very yeah. well. Um, no, Bonnie though. That's a value for money, guys. <laughs> Hey man, at least we try. 
<laughs> we try. At least they're spending uh, money. I will admit, it hasn't been a great transfer. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no there's no repercussion, there's no accountability, so you know it's like uh, whatever you, you just keep him there on the side, it's fine. Um, How about it's not like it hits your salary cap. <laughs> is is Gundogan gonna get any playing time? Is he is he healthy? No, his he's knee not. is injured. Yeah, he's not healthy. He they just started practicing with the they first team though. So, was, yeah. He's uh, he's getting match fit. Sané just started practicing with the team. Company just started practicing again. They're short of fully match, uh, full match fitness, but that's who I want. Soon. Yeah, I want I want to see Sané on the field. Uh, I'm I'm excited about him. I know everybody thinks he's not going to really do much this year, and I, I honestly don't think he will either. But if you watched him uh, when he was in in Germany, I mean, he has got all the tools of the trade, right? And so I'm just excited to see you play. No, we just threw a lot of money for him for no reason because he's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably there's a reason. We'll see if he lives up to that price tag, but he's got cool hair. And he's I mean, young. That's something. He's very young. Yeah, he's very young. Winners and losers, yeah. I mean, you can't argue with statistics, right? Um, Pogba, even even if he hasn't got as many goals, you know, he's he's got a real positive impact. And um, cannot cannot define Zlatan. I gave him a red card last week, but that's probably because I'm a bit jealous. But uh, he he does he he does his job, you know. He's he's bringing the team together. Uh, we've been talking about the heads budding, but it doesn't seem like him, Rooney, Mata, Jose it doesn't seem like they uh, they're they're butting heads yet. But it's good. It's good for morale when you you beat teams. It doesn't matter if they're the bottom of the table. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter where they are when you when you beat teams. So uh, those two have had massive impacts, um, and we'll see we'll see what the rest of the guys do. What do you think? Um, I mean, before I bring on another subject, I just want to hear what um, Neil. What what about you? You know, what do, what do you think about all this stuff going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll start with Liverpool first. Uh, Mane. <laughs> No, I mean, Mane, I think, has been the best signing of of the transfer window for any team. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously. No, no. <laughs> Look, we can see there is a clear difference in, in, in our ability to score uh, with him off the pitch. And then if you look at his impact immediately in the Capital One Cup, I mean, there's a significant difference of being able to create <laughs> – chances uh, for our strikers when he's on the pitch and when he's not on the pitch it's felt and we do things like we did against Burnley where we waste 80% of possession uh, on a 2-0 draw I mean 2-0 loss so that's unacceptable he's he's a key player on our team and I think he can have uh, a breakout season I also really like Negredo uh, Excellent pickup from Middlesbrough, has had a positive impact on the players around him. He's linked uh, to the goals they score. His assist on Stuani's second goal was just classy to the max. I mean, the cutback was nice. The the pass, he could have easily scored himself. But, I mean, he, he set it up for Stuani and, and got the guaranteed result. He's, he's probably, you know... He's arguably up there, I think, with Mane and some of the other players we've talked about as being one of the top signings so far. Well, and and yeah, was we'll it yesterday? Talk to me about him playing in the League Cup. 
Oh man, tell me how you feel about oh, that. Oh man, like, <laughs> oh okay, it's like yeah, we won, we won five zero, but at the end of the day, every other team in the Premier League was playing their B squad, and here we were, <laughs> our hundred, like our A team. I mean, Sturridge was on the pitch, Mane was on the pitch. Emery uh, Chan, he got Emery a bit of a nick. Chan was on the pitch and he got a knock, which is he did. exactly why you don't play stars in the Capital <laughs> One Cup. It just it makes me so mad, uh, but <laughs> what what was Klopp? He got the win. <laughs> what was what? What do you think was going through Klopp's head then? What was what was behind all that? You know, I think you just need to send a signal that you can score against uh, <clears throat> second tier teams when when all engines are running. I mean. We, we suffered a bad loss the week before. I think he just wanted to send a signal to everybody that, hey, you know, we, we still got the goods. But it was a risky move, and I wasn't a fan of it ultimately. At the end. Uh, it, was, it was more of an ego stroke maybe, you know, get the guys fired up again. Yeah. <laughs> what about losers? Uh, who are the biggest losers so far of the transfer window? You have to say Arsenal. They're left at the altar again. Hey, 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 the window is not closed yet. We are not losers. Hold on. So far, we have we haven't signed anyone. Just relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Relax. Yeah, so what about player? What about player? Who's your who's your loser for the season so far? It's pretty early to say who's a loser. I mean, uh, you want to say maybe Ayu? He's injured for four months and he costs West Ham quite a bit of money. Yeah, um, well, I, that's a huge loss for them. Benteke. I'm gonna say uh, that was a hefty price to pay. I'm gonna say unreal. Uh, yeah, we yeah. made all our money back. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, how how did you pull that off? Uh, it's it's unbelievable. It's idea. unbelievable. I have no idea. I'm gonna say John Stones is a big loser. Yeah. Well, come on. Why? Yeah. He's I, I playing every I match. I don't agree with that. Fifty million dollars for a defender is ridiculous. Is an absurd amount. And going off of uh, where Johnson has come from, Everton, I think Everton is actually one of the biggest winners of this transfer market. Uh, they got rid of Stones. They brought in uh, Ashley Williams. Ashley Williams, good. For like $12 million. That's nothing. As of yet, they still have Lukaku, which, I mean, the longer they hold on to him, the better. But most likely, he might end up leaving. But if they can't hold on to him for another season or two, they've, they've got a good attack so far. They... Uh, up their defense with an experienced Premier League defender, and the fact that they have a great coach in Koeman, I think so far it's looking out, looking optimistic for them. Yeah. But in regards to losing, John Stones is a overpriced, young kid, <laughs> but way overpriced. I don't think he's worth the money. I think a lot more expe expectations are on him. He's um. It's he's going to give. Say he's a loser. Yeah. Look, I'm just following the trend that has been set set with um. What's his name? Luke Shaw. Man, you bought him, what, like $30 million? This was a $30 million purchase defender. Similar age, I guess. I don't remember. Yeah, Luke, Shaw, ahead, Luke Shaw's a fullback. I would never pay £50 million for a fullback. Again, at the end of the day, it's a defensive different. player that never really lived up to expectations. And well, you I don't you, see you, me paying that much. Caliber, but never mind. Different point. Yeah. But why would he pay so much for a defender? Is my, that was my reason for giving him a, saying he's a loser. Because Chelsea defensive-minded, that's why. Conte's coming in to, to set up a defense and then build the team up. So if you can get 
He's just got the money. Why not spend $15 million? Look at us. We're dealing with, we have to play with holding now because Chambers sucks. Purr's out. We have the money, but we're not using it. So we're, They're better off than we are right now. I'm going to give it to them. That's true, but I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> Look, you could have had Williams. You could have had Dante. You could have tried to get Benicia. How many of these guys are you going to let slip through <coughs> your fingers? And you got holding instead. I mean, I know $2 million is a bargain, but and he might eventually become a great player. But what about for this season? Do we just want to write it up as a loss? I mean, you can't just wait till everyone gets healthy. The season's already a quarter way through. Uh, I, I, let's let's set the record straight. So I spoke to Arsene, and he told me uh, he told me that the board they 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 blocked the Greetsman move. So I think there's plenty of this stuff going on. I, there's a huge disconnect, and um, <laughs> we're back to Arsenal. It seems uh, it, it, there's a massive disconnect, you know, and it just seems as though. Arson is willing to take the hit for both the players and the board, but um, sidestep it a little bit. Okay, let's not let's not focus on Arsenal. We've got this huge amount of money, and there was a great article that I read, um, and I think it was written by Arsblog. And what he talks about is the knock-on effect of all this money coming in. So it's effectively putting the Premier League in a bubble. What do you guys think about the idea that? If you have a fresh player, brand new, he's he's very good, and he comes over from Europe, and he's in the Premier League, and he starts at a salary of 50, 70, 80,000 pounds a week, right? What's the knock-on effect of that? Who is going to be able to afford him when he's... 25, 26, and he wants 150,000 pounds. Where's he going to go? How, how is this going to work? What's going to happen to the league in the long run? Um, are they, are, is anyone going to accept a lower wage? I don't think the trend shows that that, that might be the case. I mean, who's going to be able to afford these guys? And are you just going to be left with a bench? I mean, is there going to be a team where people go to retire, like a graveyard, you know? Like, is, is, is City, with their bottomless pit of money, and maybe Barca or a couple of other teams, are they going to be willing to buy up all these players because they can afford to, to, to give them the salaries? What, what's, the, what's going on here? You know, where does it end? Yeah, I think it's already happening now with Theo. He's $140 million. And I'm, not, I'm not paying £140,000 for Theo. If I'm, a, if I'm another club, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, I, we can't even loan him out because if we're going to try to split this fee with someone, we're going to be paying most of it just to, just to have him go and play and probably get injured. and It's just a cost of money right now. Uh, You're right. Yeah. yeah and a lot of players don't want to go elsewhere with less wages. They'd rather sit on the bench and get paid. I think Mo had also mentioned that's probably why, uh, why uh, Joel Campbell got pushed out to Sporting Lisbon. I mean, statistically, Joel Campbell is a much better player than uh, Theo Walcott. At, at well, least as good. Let, let's say at least as good, right? At least a, in a worst case. Right? Yeah, yeah. At least it's comparable, but um, <laughs> at the end of the game, no one's going to pay 70k per week if you split 100 to 140 um, for Theo Walcott. That's way too much. Yeah. I mean, the direction this entire money is headed is a money game is headed is the fact that the teams with the bigger wallets are going to have the bigger squads, the better team. It, it's just inevitable. So, I mean, I mean it's a huge been, balloon effect. It's been the case not just this year. I mean, the fact is that even years past, teams with the bigger budgets uh, have been able to 
to sign the better players. I just think that now more teams with more money. For me, the thing that I don't like about all the money in the Premier League is that it's taking away the value of playing for a club based on history, reputation, the value of winning for your fans. I mean, who – it's – let's go back to Arsenal again. I mean, you're talking about an established, respected club in the Premier League, and they're getting thrown – they're they're losing out on players just because they want to get paid. Like, that's not – what you want as a club, you know, and that's not the value system that RC uh, and and then the franchise have tried to build. And it's just, I don't like what it's doing. uh, And I don't like the motivations it's giving the players. It's just, it's, it's too much. Yeah. I I remember when Champions League actually meant something. Now it's, it's, it doesn't matter if you're in a Champions League or not, you know, if you got the money. Let me play devil's advocate real quickly. Um, so, if you look, it was always like, you know, a top four, consistent teams, right? Now you have a lot of money in the Premier League, and you have other teams not taking points off the top four. You have things shaken up. So, teams like West Ham, who could never afford those top players, are now paying for them, and it's making things more interesting. How could you say that? You, I mean, looking, from, looking at it from a club's perspective, you might say, okay, this sucks. But that's looking at it from strictly an Arsenal perspective or a Liverpool perspective or a Manchester United perspective. Teams that traditionally are a top-four team vying for the title. Now you have teams like Leicester coming in, and some of that has to do with the fact that TV money helped them afford some better players. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily all a bad thing. That's a, that's a really thing good I do point. I think it's ridiculous, though, is how high the prices are. Yeah, but that will settle itself out after over time. I think I, I don't think that's going to maintain forever. What What will be the catalyst to bring it back down? I think Cass, that's an awesome point. I mean, we talk about we we talk amongst ourselves about uh, what it used to be. We talk about the old guys. We talk about the classic players who love playing for the game. And yeah, they're about to make money, but they work their way up the ladder and they earn it, right? Um, and it, I agree. It's awesome to see. The Hulls, it's it's awesome to see, you know, Middlesbrough, all these teams who are kind of able to compete now. We saw a push from West Ham last season, um, and the season before that, you know, you see Stoke up in the top four at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they don't have the depth or the consistency to pull it through to the win. Uh, we saw Leicester, but uh, points, it was, very, it was very, very close between each of the positions. So, yeah. In that respect, yeah, I agree. It's a good thing. The, you know? the overall theme, I think, the, for the teams that have been successful or the trend it's going to is the fact that eventually more more and more teams will be relying heavily on foreign investment. Um, if you don't, you look at externally outside the Premier League, the Chinese Super League is pulling players. They pull, like, for example, on top of my head, Jackson Martinez. At one point in time, he was a blazing superstar. He was like, huge Portuguese uh, uh, goal-scoring talent in the Portuguese league. So what happened? He got paid or he got offered an absurd amount of money. He went over there. The problem with the Premier League is that, yeah, eventually they will hit a cap. Not everyone is going to be a Wayne Rooney getting paid 250 or 300K. And what's going to happen is that more they're going to try and either, A, do what Man United did, go public, try and raise more funds, or at the same time, bring in foreign, foreign money. You know, I, I had a thought, guys, okay. 
it didn't hurt. And I was thinking, um, as a fan, let's say we, we um, as a fan, we go to the games, we buy the tickets, and we're all playing these extortionate prices, especially as an Arsenal fan, right? So what do we do? We come together and we voice our opinion. We, we voice our dissent in whatever way. And to, to some extent, it has an effect. But you, you get that opinion out there that we do not like what's going on. Why is it that... Why don't managers, um, other than Arsene, obviously, why, why don't managers come down and why don't they have a, not a union, but why don't they come together and say, look, guys, this is out of control. You're asking all these prices. I, I know they have unlimited funds, or some of them do, or have a lot more money. So why aren't they getting together and controlling this this bubble that's growing? Do you, do you feel like they have any responsibility at all or, or not? No? I think it's loyal job to the club. for them to do what they're supposed to do, which is win games. I think that you can't compete when uh, you don't spend or spend wisely. It doesn't have to be you know, a lot of money. Obviously, there are teams that have success, uh, like Leicester. But, you know, more and more you're going to see guys, if they refuse to spend, if they don't get the results, they're out of a job. Job security is a big thing. Managers it's can also, get together, but there's no union. It's very hard to do. It's not like you have a collective bargaining agreement like in U.S. sports. They all work to their board of directors, and, I mean, the board of directors are, A, in it for the money, and B, for the rep reputation, but, and you're only get a, going to get both by winning. So I don't and think I'll tell you what. they really care about how you spend the money. The guys who own these teams, they wouldn't be doing it if they're losing money on it. So obviously that's not happening here. So like even Abramovich, who spends a lot of money for Chelsea, it's obviously lucrative for him, otherwise he wouldn't be doing it. Right. Unless you might think it's a rich person's play toy by having a soccer team. You know, Sometimes people have that for the opulence to show off their vast wealth, but I it's think cool. Chelsea is pretty yeah. lucrative for him. What if we got a kickback every time we bought a, a ticket to the game? You know, I'm sure a manager manager gets what one percent, two percent of a transfer. We should get we should get a little bit of that action. That'd be good. I, I wouldn't complain then. I mean, you look at some of the money that these uh, agents make. It's it's pretty crazy. Like oh, Nino Raiola. Jesus. Or you made twenty percent. Off of that sale, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. You just need uh, to I mean, one I... player and a multi-millionaire in one fucking one trade. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Let's That's let's talk about Mino Raiola. He made twenty I million. Ibrahimovic, Pogba, uh, Balotelli. Who else does he have? He represents he pretty a much lot every, of those... every single badass mm -hmm. players on the planet. That, that there is clients. What about Mourinho's what about his client too? I'm Mendez. Sure. Yeah. I was I was gonna say Mendez. He's got Ronaldo, Costa, oh. Rodriguez, De Gea, uh, and yeah. and and he's pulling in these ridiculous amounts. And I'm I'm speechless. It's, I'm speechless. It's good. It's good. It's good money. Good yeah, money. We're in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we should have all become agents. <laughs> Call me. I can be an agent. Call me. <laughs> Yeah. Look, one Pogba sale, we're all set. All of us. I'll quit. That's it. Retire. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start DMing some of these players and we can get. 
Yeah. You know, but going back to our, our older discussion about just the impact of money on the Premier League, I just feel like, you know, I think most of us are probably old school uh, in how we view the sport and why we love our clubs. I mean, it's it's not about the money. It's never been about the money, right? It's just it's about culture, history, uh, you know, family, fans. It's, it's all these good, true, wholesome, wholesome, values. yeah, yeah, and. When money becomes the driving factor or motivation for any sport, for any pursuit, it just it changes the dynamic completely, uh, not just for the players or the management, but it's also for the fans, right? I mean, you want players to come play for your club because they love your club. They want your club to succeed, and they want to win with your club. You don't want players, in my, in my opinion, I'm speaking for myself here, I don't I want players coming to pool because they're getting a fat paycheck. You know, I want these players to come to my club because they believe in the mission, the coach, the fans. Like, they want to win for the club and for themselves, not just for the paycheck. And so uh, it just it rubs me the wrong way. Uh, but I agree with your point completely, Cass. I mean, there are positive impacts to the money. Uh, it, it's good to see clubs that never would have had a chance at competing uh, at the top level compete. Uh, but I, it's not all good, you know, and it's, it's definitely not all bad. And, and, you know, guys, maybe maybe those teams, okay, we use West Ham as an example, okay, they, they don't have they don't have this history, they don't have this legacy, they don't have uh, all this success behind them, right? So maybe this is a transition phase where they still have this hunger, this desire. But I'm, I would... I would guarantee, I'm pretty sure, right, that let's say you give them a couple of more seasons, more and more, more money pouring in, and there's going to be a threshold, okay? You don't have to be, you don't have to be a, a $10 billion company, but maybe let's say once you become $500 million or whatever the number is, I think every team is going to get to that point where it's all about the money. It's, it's not about these... Um, what do you call nostalgic things that that you and I are talking about? Here's another question then, right? So there's all this money coming in. Let's say we accept it. Has has the quality of the game has it got any better? Is it is it the same? Was it better before? In what ways? How is it how is it worse now? Are you seeing really, really good football out there? What you know, what's changed? In America I can see it live. I can tell you that ten years ago it wasn't very easy to do that. And sure. that's because there's more money in it. As sure. an American fan, I'm really happy with extra money because it means I can watch any Premier League game I want, either on my tablet, on my phone, on NBC. When was that possible 10 years ago? And inevitably that has to do with, you know, they paid $250 million or whatever for that contract. It's, it's something that happens because they see there's a market for it. You know, if it weren't for us and the advertisement dollars, we wouldn't even be getting this content, which is, you know, what we love, what we love to watch. They used to, like, you know, 15 years ago, you used to have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch the one early game on ESPN or some weird channel. And that was it. <laughs> Everything else would have to be... They didn't even have YouTube back then, so how else are you going to watch it? Memories. And now you can, get a, you, can, you can get a pirate HD stream, you know? Like, you can get that anymore. So, um... There we go. Before, before we all get arrested, let's, uh, let's move on to our final segment. Um... 
A straight red at this week's unacceptable, inexcusable, immediately punishable offences. Let's start with you, Cass. Who gets your straight red this week? Uh, you know, for me, there are two people, and it has to do with the Olympics. You got to give one to Ryan Lochte. One. Straight. Give him two. French word for shower. Huh? Straight red. <laughs> Particular, sponsors. A particular kind of shower, right, Cash? Yeah, exactly. And the other one, I gotta give two because I think it's connected. But Hope Solo, she gets a straight red for me too. You know, how can you wow. say those kinds of things? Six months. Six is months that, suspension. Fully is that, deserved. Good. Was is that more of a slap on the wrist then, or you know what is that? What six months? You, you know, know what does for that an do? Inter international career, it's not very much, probably. Um, especially if it's not a World Cup cycle right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a nice gesture, at least, to say that, hey, we're not going to put up with these kind of comments. And that's how I took uh, it, too. Yeah. But Lochte one was pretty serious. That's a lot of money he lost and left on the table. Can't imagine he has a lot of uh, earning opportunities later in his life. Silly boy. Silly boy. Good, good, good red card. Um, Double red. Right. Uh, let, let, I'm going to jump in now. Um, there's something that's been really bothering me this week, and it's important that I think that we need to talk about it. And my red card goes to FIFA 17. It's disgusting. What? How can how can Bellerin, right, get a 77? Yeah, I don't get it. 77. Red, you're off. Get off. Wait, are you saying it's too high or too low? Play is way too low. Look at this guy. You get a red card, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> too too high. Seems about right to me. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Good I'm grief. Eighty maybe. Eighty maybe in FIFA, but uh, seventy. Yeah. yeah. 77. These Arsenal fans right now. Oh, uh, they've got Gabriel. Seven is a good rating for Bellin. Yeah. yeah but they were, <laughs> wow, they got Gabriel at 78. Huh? What? This is obviously a Liverpool supporter who's, who's working for that's FIFA. A that's a more offensive rating than Bellerin. Gabriel that's, should be at a 78. Yeah, he should be there. That's, that's be honest. Uh, that's disgusting. All right, so that's that's my red. Matt, uh, Matt's not here. Mo. Uh, mine goes to Diego Costa for his horrible oh. dive. It was just a horrible, horrible dive. I don't even know how he got away with it. Yeah. Well, you're going to run out of those red cards, Mo. You're going to run out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look just like that. <laughs> and that pretty much the won them the game. If the, he got the red there, who, they were down 1-0. They, they, they were down. Who deserves it more, the ref or Costa? Costa, that was just a horrible dive. He literally didn't even get touched. And he's he's a pro. He's a pro. He knows how to. He knows where to do it, how to do it, when to do it. Totally. Yeah, but I can. I'll give it to the ref too. Like you're either gonna call. The foul. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta call the foul, or you gotta give a yellow for simulation. And he did neither. He, he did neither. And uh, freaking Fabregas had then giving the ball to Costa, having them win. <laughs> oh weeks in man. A freaking, it's just yeah. Yeah, I was just. It was it, that was a great goal though. I mean, from start to finish, that was it, that was it, a great goal. Great goal, but it, it should have never happened. Yeah, it should have never happened. Yeah, yeah, he tucked it under the keeper. You know, I think he's making the case for why he did. Really. Yeah. 
Chicken. That was Batshuai, man. Yeah. Oh. Batshuai. <laughs> that's, that's my new word for crazy. Yeah. And Captain Dan was. They asked him about it, and he kind of just ignored it. He didn't even, you know, try yeah. to. Answer. He knew. Yeah. He knew that was. He, didn't he said, "Yeah, let's talk about the game." Yeah, yeah it's just let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> because that's clearly not part of the game. And Unbelievable. Me, I to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the theme, right? Even uh, uh, let's not go back to Arsenal. Uh, go on, Neil. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Neil, who are you going to give your red card to, mate? I got, I got a few on my list that I was thinking about. First, <laughs> you just hate everyone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Clattenburg, guys. guys joke. Beautiful. He was, he was outstanding. It should have been a one-nil game. Arsenal nah. to lose. Leicester Mm-mm. was the better team that match. Plattenberg is out of line. Nah. Out of line. Nah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the Liverpool defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should have got that one. <laughs> too many Arsenal fans on one podcast. We're surrounded, Neil. We're we surrounded. have to balance. <laughs> we need testosterone, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then I think, you did you give the whole of the Liverpool squad a red card? Yeah, they shouldn't yeah. have bothered. No, no, they no. Sh- give... They shouldn't have bothered come in, should they? I'll, should they have... uh, I'll yeah. give it to the defense. I mean, I don't want to blame just one individual. I know Klein uh, turned over the ball, which led to a great goal by Books. Uh, oh, fantastic that goal, that. But so class, that was world class. Why did Klopp put Moreno in? Very nice. Very nice. Why did he make in? a difference at that point? I mean, it was a frustrating match. The whole defense looks suspect. Uh, you gotta gotta tighten up in the back and play better on the counter. So I'll give it. I'll give it to the Liverpool back line. Uh, Fair enough. Any Fair words enough. For Moreno, your favorite. Just get out of there, man. Just get out of there. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Wiss, Wiss, you you got the last final red card of the segment in this week's show. Who are you going to give it to? I'm going to do what refs in two games were not able to do, and that is the same thing as Mo. Give Diego, the Diego Costa, a red card. Good man, good man, good man. I'm going to say this. He is quite possibly one of the most entertaining players to watch in the Premier League right now. That being said, Doesn't make he it right. is a complete animal. Like, <laughs> there's being entertaining, being a likable guy, there's being a sportsman, and he is just everywhere, all over the place. You cannot be the most hated player and the most liked player at all times. The refs need to lay down the law, give him a red in one of these games, put yeah. him in his place. How many more games is he going to be pulling this bullshit and just, like, passing on by, and we keep discussing it over and over, like, oh, was that a goal? Was that not a goal? When do we play them? What is it? Yeah, a couple of weeks' time. Uh, Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, look, we are running out of time, and uh, on note, that's it. That's it for this week's show. Um, I've had enough. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening and putting up with them lot. Please do all the liking and commenting and all the sharing stuff. It's really appreciated. Uh, Until next time, then, you think it's all over. Well, it is now. Cheers.